Be like, click yeah. here to enter. <laughs> or like, cat lovers only, click <laughs> here. But I'm not even worried about a skeleton. Like a I skeleton. think you should be worried about skeletons. But the virus could, in fact, help preserve them more, longer. No, that's that's impossible. When did you become a ninja where you can just climb anything? Maybe I would try to launch a couple chairs at the tiger. I'd like to say that there's a lot. Look, I, I mean, look, I'm not going to say that I'm a great writer here, but look. You don't see me going up into the Himalayan mountains and trying to pretend I'm a Yeti, man. That's just not going right. to happen. And that's probably a wrong fact, but I think that's true. All right. Well, back at it. Back at back it. A little, little bit of a, you know, I will, I will say this. Um, after... After the last two episodes, I was really not, you know, there was nothing really like bringing me to Twin Peaks again, necessarily. And and I could definitely see if somebody in the 90s, they're watching this and suddenly you get these these two episodes, you know, 10 and 11, which change, which basically say we're doing something different. We're, we're you know, it, we're doing something. Uh, it's not different necessarily, but the. The plots we're changing all the plots, right? We've yes. done, we've finished one plot. Now we're doing, we're building a new plot. Yeah, and that was a bit tough uh, for me because I just was thinking to myself, I don't know if I'm interested in any of these plots really. I right. mean, it just was kind of weird that I mean, Briggs missing was interesting, and I think s- that still might be the most interesting thing going on. Agree, uh, but um, but I really was like, I don't know. I mean, you got James here; he's with some woman in like some far off place we don't know where it is and that's happening and audrey now is trying to help her father and bill and bobby's got this new thing with with ben or yeah with ben horn Horn. yep so it's like i don't know if i'm interested in this so it took me a while but i will say in general these two episodes i'm back in now there's some things i want to see what's happening and they've got me my curiosity up i totally agree i mean it's it's the point where you're like okay i have to put away you have to have that kind of like grieving process of putting away that that old storyline mm-hmm. and then being receptive to these new things that are coming up and they're not yeah. necessarily new but there's a different uh lens that we're looking at them through because it's not through who killed laura palmer anymore right. i mean that's that's, that's exactly what it is, right. right yes so, it's exactly right yeah. yeah so it's it's just a different way now that we're looking at Twin Peaks as a whole, and you I, you needed some time to like digest that and mm-hmm. then get into it. Yeah, so I'm glad I had that little respite. I'm 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 good to go now. Um, episode twelve, right? That's the one we start with. Episode twelve, the Black Widow. The Black Widow. The Black Widow, which I actually didn't even I haven't even thought about why that what that even means. Quite honestly. Well, I think so. So a couple of things are like going on with like this idea of the Black Widow. One is that um, wait, where's my notes here? Where did I leave my notes? Oh, I know why. Because the the whole episode begins not begins, well, Doug, but like yeah, right. Dead. There's I mean, this start, issue with with well, uh, who's dead? Somebody's dead. Yeah, the guy the guy just got married. The mayor's son or brother? I can't remember if they're brothers or the brothers. The brothers. The mayor's brother dies. Remember, he gets here married. Go, yeah. He gets married. He has this new wife. He he dies. Um, I can't remember. There's a, there's like a French term for it. But he dies on the wedding night. 
let's say. Let's That's say a nice way yes. to say it. As a Doug, result of the wedding night. Doug is dead. He has a heart attack. And basically, there's also this idea that the wife is cursed. Yes. That the wife has some sort of ability to um, bring bad luck to people that she's with. Which is interesting because we may jump ahead a little bit here, but like there's some really interesting scenes at the I think at the end of this episode or maybe the beginning of the next with the wife and all well, the dudes in the. So that I think that's the idea of the black wood. And, and there could, and uh, I, I think if I remember, I to be honest, I saw this a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think there's like there's two things we can look at with being a black widow. But with this specific person who I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name either. I, I wrote it I, I wrote it down. I'll see it in my notes somewhere. But this particular person um everybody is attracted to this woman. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where um you know all the bo- all the guys are yeah. gathered around her and like interested in every word that's coming out of her mouth. It's it's a great scene because it the reason we we, we find this is Lucy, right? Like the police yes. station. It's a scene it's lonely. Of, it's barren. It's, the, there's no one in the police yeah. station. Lucy is like, where is everybody? Yeah. And yep. she walks through a door, and and there they all are. Like everyone is gathered, it's, and it's lit she's well. wearing, and the girl is wearing black at this point. Yeah, and it's it's lit really well, and everybody is like, I thought it was filmed really well. I've I've you know not to Evelyn. get too Evelyn, I think Evelyn's her name. That could be. Um, it's uh, you know, not to get too fine of like a you know film perspective on this because I'm not a film person, but like I sometimes I don't know how the first season looked more like a movie. This season looks more like a TV show, but I will say these. But there's some interesting things that happen in the second episode that we're going to see in 13 mm-hmm. that give me more of a cinematic feel. That particular, um, the way that was shot was really well done. It wasn't just like the blocking was standard, like soap opera blocking, which is like what we normally see, right? Just two people talking. Like it was really, like there was really mm-hmm. some nice, nice movement to it all and staging. And I just thought it was good. In any case, I don't know who the director is. I guess I should have looked to see who the director was. Yeah, if I it was anybody we knew or or noticed had done before, but I mean, yeah. So that's that's what that's what's going on there. Well, let's talk about Bobby and Ben because I kind of mentioned it at the very beginning. We've got this issue now with Bobby. He's uh, if we remember last time, like he's now trying to get into the good graces of Ben, um, and uh, if, apparently he might just be the new Leo. You know, Ben gives him. Some direction. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 yeah, definitely. Let's let's back up here. Ben's not doing so good at this point. No, Ben's got some problems. Yeah, so he's got some problems. I mean, he is. He's processing things in a way that's kind of interesting. He's he's creating a civil war battlefield essentially. Yeah, I and I've noticed that. I think the South is winning in this. Get- it's Gettysburg. He's creating Gettysburg. He's recreating Gettysburg. He is, he is on the Confederate side, definitely. Yeah, right. And yeah. I th- and he believes his side is winning at this point. Yeah, he is, which is I think um, very interesting because, I mean, like he thought he was winning the entire time, and then Catherine comes and plays him. Right. And and, and so that's I think that may be the issue here. Um, we're kind of. And maybe there's probably better war examples, but Gettysburg is a very famous 
war that a battle that people probably know it was a, t- a turning like i guess it was a turning of the tide at a point it was. this was a yeah. push a, a ditch effort uh of the confederacy to to get into the north big battle um and i believe you know there was a point where the confederacy was it was, it, it was I mean, winning at that point yeah, it, and this was the beginning of the end, the disastrous right. like Pickett's Charge and all this other stuff. It was the this the South was never really winning the war, but like this was the this was like now now there was no, uh, you know, no. Uh, everybody knew it was gonna what was gonna right. happen at this point. So, um, all right, so yeah, so Bo- so Ben's not doing well. Bobby's this new dude who's kind of like getting some, um more authority he kind of sees audrey at one point um and you know one, one thing i did notice like when he when bobby comes out of the the meeting with ben horn that's when we see uh, evelyn like running and, like right. screaming yelling and then i think that like twin peaks like does a good job of being like eh, we just saw that we're gonna move right. on to no, something it was else. Good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, no. like that's what i expect from twin peaks like here's something right. crazy that's happening everyone either just ignores it or like we're just gonna we'll get to it later Don't we'll get to it don't worry about it we'll get to it um yeah and and so that's when we we notice that uh well actually there's a scene before that where it's cooper and he's looking for property like he, in the very big the first season cooper is like hey right. maybe i'll settle down or, or at least get some property twin peaks at this point he's got some time because he's his badge and gun have been taken away from him he's kind of on leave and uh he's looking looking at property here and um he does this coin flip that's like this it's kind of magical kind of like he he lets the coin decide right and i love how right, it lands right. on the donuts um but there's this dead dog farm right which is weird because it's like the the realtor is like uh oh i wasn't even going to show you that like I, that's just not like but why'd you bring it then like why'd you even have it if it wasn't if you weren't if you weren't going to show it to him or like so um and w- once they get to dead dog farms since we're just kind of going down this lane it's also like the realtor's like hey man like this is like a bad place um but this like this legend that's it's, there's this legend that like it's like if you're bad it's going to be probably only bad people and good people are attracted to it right. and uh if you're only the pure of heart you know it's this whole like thing like only the pure of heart can actually live there right. or do something about it i don't i they didn't really tell what what it was right uh, but of course we know Cooper's. If anyone's pure of heart, it's going to be Cooper, right? Yeah. I mean, and and besides all of that, it's where the cocaine. I mean, it's they find cocaine. It's it's where a deal has happened, yeah, yeah. and so it's a piece of the puzzle that we needed in order to move this thing along. The pure of heart thing. I wanted to just go back to because the pure of heart thing. We know that in order to get into, or is it the white? No, the the, the this idea of a black lodge. Remember, uh, Hawk yes. was talking about the white lodge. And he talked about if you're not pure of heart, the Black Lodge is really going to mess you up. So I think it's interesting that we we have this demonstration and just got kind of a reminder that pure, being pure of heart is something that's important in Twin Peaks. And by the way, it's, you know, Cooper probably is pure of heart. Well, that's interesting because, like, you can look at some of the people in Twin Peaks and, like, who are the people that are pure of heart? Um Laura Palmer was not, right? Well, I mean, yes, yes. maybe she was at some point, but the idea was, was she was not. She's had this inner, inner turmoil to her. Um, but we look at all those people, like the 
main characters are the ones that we even Audrey, you know, she may be yeah. a little mischievous, but she's like, yeah. oh, I just wanted to let you know, Cooper, that I didn't do anything when I was up there when I had Jax, right? Yeah. There's yeah. this idea of being pure and pure of heart at that point too. Cooper, we have Andy, of course. Yeah, Andy right? and Lucy. Yeah. So I think I think you're exactly right. There's there's an importance uh in Twin Peaks with these these people. Um so yeah, so Cooper, he's uh you know, he's he finds all this stuff. There's clearly been he's able to identify of course, because Cooper knows what he's doing. He's able to yeah. identify which vehicles have been there, whether it was a Jeep and an ATV. He knows there's three vehicles, he knows each one of the vehicles. He goes in, has no problem seeing substances, just putting his finger on those substances and like taking a lick. Well, that's know, how you do that's, it. I mean, that's everyone knows that. That's how you do it. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's very safe. I mean, the one was a baby laxative, which I didn't. That's new to me. I didn't know you cut cocaine with baby laxative. Yeah, everybody knows that. But see, again, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, you know what? What I thought was interesting though is there is a point where Cooper's talking to um, Diane. You know, he still does this where he's still like in contact. He's talking about the the chess moves. And he does. He says that, hey, I, he talks about having a family, like it would be a nice place to settle down, have a family. And he kind of says, hey, I, I'm s- hoping that's still in the cards for me, essentially, right. which I think is an interesting thing to think about. You know, um, it is weird because I, I, I noticed that, too. And I'm like, well, Agent Cooper seems I mean, how old do you think Agent Cooper is at this point? I was trying to think of that, too, because I was trying to think of the, the dynamic between Audrey and Agent Cooper. And I've got to say, at this point. Agent Cooper, I would say late thirties, forties. Yeah, that's 40s. what I would like, say too. But I have, yeah. I have found that I've been getting worse and worse at getting, like, guessing older people's ages. I ha- yeah, I have absolutely no idea how old he's supposed to be, but he's been with the force for what? Like with the FBI, if you go, if you just think about it logically, the FBI doesn't take usually people right out of college. It's like that's one of the things, like five years. So let's say. Let's say the earliest he could have gotten into the FBI, let's say he's 25, 26, earliest. Right. Like, that's the earliest he'd be able to get into. And so you've got to say he's had somewhat of a storied career. So 10 years? 10 years. So let's say I'm saying, like, 35. he's 35 youngest that he okay. could be is 35. I mean, you can settle down and have a family at 35, I guess. I mean, if you, I think four. if you're looking for it. But I don't think he that there's nothing that indicates that he is. I mean, there is this fact like he likes this idea, but I think to him it's an idea. Yeah. None of his actions actually show that he wants to settle down. No. He talks about it, but like his actions, like he's every time there's a new case, he's like, I'm I'm on it, man. There's something new. I've got to figure it out. I've got to help, you know, in some way. He could have easily just been like, oh, I'm going to take these two days or this week or whatever. I'm just going to relax. He could retire even. He said that multiple times he could retire, but he doesn't. Right. I I mean, if you're thir- so, yeah. So if he's retiring, law enf- I mean, he's got to be. Yeah, he's got to be. He's got. I mean, thirty years in the government. I'm just trying to do it in my head. Right. He's got to be in his forties. He's got to be in his forties. Right. I think. I think if you're settling down and starting a family in your forties, let's Tough be honest. Work. You, you can, can do, do it, it. but Absolutely. I think you're looking. You're also looking at settling down with somebody like Audrey. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, somebody, it's, yeah, a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that's. I mean, that's just. But biology. I, I don't want to listen. I don't want to like 
say you can't start a family when you're 40 years old, but biologically, um, it's easier to do that when the woman, if that's who you're thinking about, you could also adopt. I'm not saying you can't do any of that stuff. I was going to say, like, you certainly can adopt a kid. My gosh, where are you going with this? This is 1990. Listen, this is 1990. As your attorney, like, I'm going to advise you that maybe we just need to stop talking. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just just processing it through my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should just keep it in my head. Yeah. In any case, Audrey does actually come in, right? Um, and uh, so, okay, so I, I guess we we kind of like, I'm jumping around. Like, the way we usually were doing it is we take one group of people and just run it through. I don't know yeah. if we haven't really been doing that. Right now, I did, but. To, to be honest, like, I didn't write it down that way this time. And okay. to, to be fair, like, it was kind of like I didn't do it because it seemed like it was just a story. It didn't seem like that was happening. Whereas like a story storylines weren't being developed. Storylines are just starting to be developed. Right. So it was hard for me to be like, well, this is the storyline. This is the storyline. This is the storyline. Essentially what we can, I mean, we can definitely do that. Like here's the stories that are going on is like the, uh, Doug is dead. He's the mayor's brother. And, uh, his wife, is be attracting every guy in town yeah. and the mayor thinks that sh- she should be arrested and and is put on trial for killing and him and there's this yeah there's that in that in that particular scene they like kind of play it for laughs but i don't think it's very funny like they don't they they don't do a very good job like the mayor's like saying hey man this woman like killed my brother or yeah killed my brother and like you're not going to do anything about it he's visibly upset he's got some he's he's definitely upset about this issue and meanwhile the coroner dr what's his face um is kind of like you can see him like smiling and laughing yeah, i think he time. rolls his eyes at some point yeah and harry's just like whatever dude but like this guy's upset his brother but has listen, died but to be honest you cannot arrest somebody because somebody died while in the act. I understand that, but you don't have to laugh at this person's grief. That's all I'm saying. They're playing it off as a joke. It it wasn't successful. I think they could have made it successful, but like, it's one of these things where like the actor who was doing the the uh, the mayor was going like super hard and super straight, and it wasn't like, and everybody else is just like laughing at this guy's grief. Like he's obviously upset. I I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, that's val- I mean, I guess that's valid. I mean, what right. I saw was like uh, Hawk was getting pretty bold with uh, this the wife. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Bold. I mean, it's yeah. still technically. Yeah. So. I mean, the that, body's still warm. Like yeah, literally, the body's literally. still warm. <laughs> yeah, and, and Hawk is moving in, and okay, but like, that's what I saw. So, so there's that story going line going on. Yeah. Um, there's. Oh gosh, um, we have to talk about the the Nikki, uh, the the Dick and Andy and Lucy and right. little Nikki storyline, right. which apparently now little Nikki is maybe the devil or something. Right, uh, he's been he's cursed or like he kills. Yeah, everybody we have another who has curse. Had, has died. Like we've got another. Yeah, exactly, another cursed person. Now, as we know, because we are watchers and we know story. They're setting it up so strongly that little Nikki is the devil that that's probably not the case, right? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's Twin Peaks. It is Twin Peaks. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, but like literally, um, his name is Little Nikki. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so I mean, Dick's having a major problem with that, definitely. I yeah, mean, it, yeah. The fact that Dick is, it's funny because he's trying to, I've never seen anybody try to change a car tire the way that. Well, listen, it's Dick, right? He does not do these sort of things. This is not something that is in his wheelhouse. Yeah, he's got an instruction manual to tie, to, uh, to change a tire, which was, I thought, kind of funny. But yeah, you're right. It's it's not his thing. So, right. um, yeah. So that's that storyline. You've got the storyline with with James again. For goodness' sake, James is still with this woman. Um, He's getting in deep with her again too. Like, there's a lot of people getting in deep. Yeah, and so she's got she. So this woman who I cannot remember her name. Maybe that's Evelyn actually. No, is it I'm pretty uh, Elizabeth? I don't know. There's a, there's a woman that why I I can't. I didn't hear her name or I did, but I just forgot about it. Anyway, she's she's the one who brought she wrecked her car. James is now fixing her car for some reason. She he gets to live with her and it's a big job. A job big enough that it's been a couple days that he needs to like fix his car. Either yeah, well, she like crashed she I mean she wrecked it. I mean she did wreck the car. I don't know why there's no body work. Uh, it's uh, no body work. It's only engine work. Somehow she, she wrecked the car, the car in I don't such know. a she way. Re- it is, you know, she could have revved it up. There's no oil in it. I, I was going to say, I, there's probably no oil. She might have screwed up the... In any case, uh, she, her husband, Mr. Marsh, he's apparently a bad dude. I mean, that's what we've been told. And and um, we hear... we Well, we did do, we hear some of that in this one? Yeah. Or is that the uh, maybe not. It does We can... I mean, let's say there's some evidence that we hear... That would show that and see, he, I mean, there and see that he uh, attacks her, and in fact, her brother, or what I guess what we what we assume is her brother, says at this point, at this point, uh, happens to also live there, which is another weird thing. Everybody's just living in this like on this complex. The brother's living there. He's the chauffeur, and he's like, "Hey, this dude, Mister Marsh, breaks her in the, every couple days or whatever, and then she goes and breaks one of his things." And uh, he's like, uh, kind of like, I'm just living with it. Like, it, yeah, it makes me angry about the about it, but I'm not going to do anything. Because of course, James is like, you're not going to do anything about it. And she is like, and he, and he's like, well, she told me not to. Right. So, yeah. In any case, that's what's happening there. He's James is off somewhere. Um. um yeah. So we what we. So the Bri- Briggs, Major Briggs, right? We we need to start thinking about. He is gone, right? Um, and so he is having a, uh, it's it's having a conversation with who's who's he having a conversation with? Like, um, with who Briggs? No, with um, Cooper is having a conversation with who's the guy that comes in and is like, it's Briggs's boss, I guess. Oh, that 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 happened in this one. Yeah, so it's like Briggs's boss comes in and he's like, "Listen, there's okay, we can't tell you everything, but there's some things we gotta like. What did because Cooper was there, yeah. yeah. So he comes in like we gotta know a couple things and listen. There's this stuff going on, and he was like, there are owls in the area, right? And, and basically he's like, listen, yes, okay, you know about Major Briggs told you about this like messages from deep space, and we are investigating that. But the idea is though. That there are also messages coming from the forest. Yes. Right? The that war, yeah. is yeah. what Mr. Uh, Colonel Briggs was looking for. Major. Right? Major, Major Briggs was looking for. Yeah. So that is like a little twist in I like it. what we thought. 
I like it actually. I like that. I heard that twist and I was like, that's cool. Like, so again, we know the forest around Twin Peaks is, is there's things in that forest, right? And that colonel, too, that colonel was like, hey man, like, what did you see? Was there anything that you saw? Like, any animals around? And that's when uh, Cooper's like, yeah, there are these owls. Owls. Heard the owls. And that seemed to ring true with, uh, with, uh, I don't know, colonel, general, whatever. Um, so there's this it, there's this meeting with Audrey. Audrey comes in with Cooper because Bobby had taken some pictures. Bobby, so you know, Bobby's assignment from Ben was to get these pictures, right? To take some pictures. Ben, uh, well, Bobby goes and takes those pictures. The pictures are of this uh, of uh, Jean Renault um, and the other dudes. They're all there, and um, they're talking. I guess, yeah. right? We don't know. And, and Ernie is there, too. Ernie, if you remember, was... Yes. I mean, I, remember I, I don't need to explain everything. Everybody who's listening Everybody knows. knows. Ernie. And so uh, Cooper gets these. She th- He thanks Audrey, says, hey, man, you probably saved my life. Audrey's like, okay, we're even now. Um, and then I think what's interesting is Denise comes in. Yeah. Now, I don't want to talk about Denise too much because I really, am, I, I really think that it's a misstep. But in any case, we need to talk about some of the things that are going on with Denise. Denise comes in, and uh, Audrey's like, "Like I can't believe it. There, are, there are female, you know, agents, and she's now like really. This is like a. Big I mean, thing. I think at first, I think at first, there she's kind of like uh, maybe a little jealous, and like what's going yes, on absolutely. here, and then yeah. she's like, "Oh, it's an agent. Oh, I didn't realize that. And now, yeah. I am beginning to like this." this dynamic that is becoming more apparent between Audrey and Cooper. It's not necessarily this like teenage, it's still a teenage girl. Let's, let's not like gloss yeah, over that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it's not just that anymore. Now it seems that Audrey is uh, and Cooper um, there's more of a a mentor-mentee relationship maybe? Yes. Or like, yes. Yeah. Maybe that's happening that I, yeah. that I seem to like. Yeah. Um, and I agree. So this is like something that she finds, hey, maybe this could be my career. She's already like snooping around, getting good stuff, and like being like this kind of spy. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's cool. Now, the weird thing, I'm even hesitant to bring this whole thing up, but like Denise then has this interaction with Cooper, which I thought was odd. In one way, I think it's kind of interesting because it works on assumptions and uh, bias that people have, but like at the same time, I think it's not played that way i don't know but in any case denise says hey man like denise or i'm sorry audrey leaves and denise then says to cooper she says uh hey how old is that girl yeah which is weird which is what we're all thinking we're all trying to figure out how we've been talking about that since the very beginning but the reason we're talking about it because it's an inappropriate we think it might be an inappropriate relationship but like denise is like seems like she's interested in audrey and so then Cooper has this kind of awkward conversation um, where I do think it's kind of on one hand, it's kind of like liberating on one hand, but I don't know if it's necessarily played that way. But Cooper's just like, oh, I just assumed you liked uh, men now that you're right. – you, I mean, so it's like and – and, and she says – you know, Denise says something odd. It, it is nice to explore you know, the difference between gender and um, – you know, sexual orientation, which is an interesting topic, but I don't think that's what they're actually going for. This is nineteen ninety. I don't think. Yeah. I, yeah. Again, I think I think you're right when you say it's a bit of a misstep. Maybe in nineteen ninety, 
it did seem that way. Right. But looking hindsight is twenty twenty, and when we look back at this kind of representation, uh, yeah, I think. In any case, it is uh, it is an interesting thing to see that like uh, Aldrich seems to be able to track a lot of different people because, and maybe that's there. Maybe there's also a you know, this this episode seems to focus a lot on attraction and and how that the, those relationships form because you've got the Black Widow, you've got James being somewhere where he's now. You've got Audrey, who people are looking at Audrey. You've got this, uh, well, the like I said, the um, the Black Widow. Any case, you got Norman Ed. You got Norman, Norman Ed, Ed right? Because Norman Ed again. I just, you know, here's my here's my reaction for Norman Ed. They have a nice little scene together, and I think they're just great actors. Like, I think normally that scene would be super boring, but like the fact that they seem to bring it. You know what I mean? And again, I'm going to go back to the fact that I think we are rooting for Norma and Ed. The If there's anybody that we're always rooting for, I mean, yeah. Cooper, yes, but like Norma and Ed, that's yeah. we want to see those two happy. Well, Nadine is on the wrestling team now. She's obviously into Mike, yeah. right? I mean, she takes Mike and starts throwing him around like, I don't know. That whole thing is just weird. It's, that's almost... In a show that has a lot of bizarre stuff, like, and everybody's cool with it. Like, there's one point, which I thought was really funny, when uh, Mike goes to Donna. They're at school. Yeah. Mike goes to Donna, and he's like, hey, man, would you tell freaking, this is like a real issue with me. And he's like, Mrs. Hurley, I think her name is Hurley. He's like, yeah. Mrs. Hurley is really, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Donna's like, uh, you mean Nadine? Like, it's right. like everybody's, like, playing into it, man. It's like, I'm like, everybody's just like, this is Nadine. Like, it's not Mrs. Hurley. Like, we're just going to all, this is what, this is how life is now, you yeah. know? Um, which is pretty funny, but I don't think Mike thinks it's very, like, interesting. I think Mike is really bummed out about this whole thing. Yeah. He's got some serious problems, and everybody's just like, hey, man, just kid stuff. And he's like, no, this is a grown woman. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, yeah, and that's that's more in in episode thirteen where that happens, but definitely, um, yeah, that's a storyline that's that's happening. Nadine and Mike, and I have and and Peter and Kate and um, or Catherine and and Josie, we glossed over a little bit, but there is again that kind of like Catherine is like really. I I wrote down that she's on her high horse, man. She is really. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. proud of herself about this what what she's accomplished really mm-hmm. like doing doing her thing Josie yeah. is is a maid mm-hmm. and I think it doesn't I believe that like Pete's like hey why don't you tone it down a little bit with Josie like yeah. and, and, yeah. and Kate is like Catherine is like no way yeah um, it's, it isn't it is like that dynamic is weird too but uh, you know Pete Pete doesn't really do too much he's just like He's like, why don't you tone it down? And she's like, no. And he's kind of like, okay, I guess I tried. I mean, but that's you Pete. Know? I mean, that's it that's is Pete. You're right. That is Pete. Yeah, yeah that is Pete. Um, yeah. So, uh, go well, ahead. I was gonna say, like, um, you know, the uh, kind of like the towards the end now, um, we get Ernie now. Denise and Cooper they pick up Ernie, and um, they get him kind of in a roundabout way i do like ernie's character i think he's a pretty good character <laughs> like uh he's over the top as like a crazy like a cowardly yeah you know uh vi- like not villain but like criminal anyway so they get ernie to confess about the cocaine 
and they now get him to be part of this like sting operation that they're going to do. And then we get to the very end, which is right. really kind of cool, where the storm is now coming. There's a storm that's been brewing this these past couple of uh, scenes, vignettes. As usual, and but yeah, definitely as usual. This, is, this is the thundering and lightning section. Bobby comes home to his mom, and, um, you know, of course there's an owl lamp that's like bright yes. in the center for everybody can see. Um, and, uh, you know, the mom's worried about, about Major Briggs. Like, she hasn't seen him for a while. Um, and then we see a thunder, you know, thunder and lightning and bridge uh, Briggs is standing in the, the foyer and he's dressed like an, as a pilot, like an old timey pilot. I would it, I think I definitely say would agree with you. It was an old timey pilot costume, but I don't think it was necessarily supposed to be old timey. I think it but, was like. But he wasn't what he let. He didn't leave it. He didn't leave with that on. Let's let's be clear. He did not leave in a pilot's outfit, no matter how old timey it was or not. So, um, so he's back, and what's interesting, he kind of says like, "How long have I been gone away?" He doesn't know how long he's been away. He just knows he's back now, and um, he kind of tells his wife. His wife says, "Hey, are, are you okay?" And he says, "Yeah, things are not okay, man. Like things are in bad shape." And that's how we yeah, leave it. No dear, not exactly. Yeah. And and to and, and let's be also we we were informed earlier that like Major Briggs is a big deal as far as a pilot goes. He is a yeah. good, good, excellent pilot. And born with things that like uh that people wish they had. And, abilities. Yeah, and um he's important to this whole thing, whatever this is. He's Super very important, important to it. Yeah. So the fact that he's missing is a problem. And as he comes back as a pilot and says, no, things are not all right, there, we know that there's going to be some problems. There's gravitas to that. Yes. Yeah. Well, and in Major Briggs, everything he says, we t- I mean, there's gravitas to everything he says. That's he seems what, like know, he's well thought. Everything he says is thought out. Yeah. And um, he doesn't say something... Unless he's uh, considered it, which I think. He, I, I, what I find interesting in Twin Peaks, and I don't know, you have more knowledge about this, and this may not be done on purpose, but like, what I find interesting is like it is a combination of a soap opera, and and like a kind of like a mystery type, like detective type show, right? Which is kind of cool, but but there are some people that are over the top. Uh, they play their characters over the top with like the soap operaness, uh, you know, of, of what you would expect. And then there are some characters like Major Briggs. He plays like when Ma- Major Briggs talks, it's always like, OK, he's got something important to say, you know, and you compare that to some of the wacky things that are also happening. It's really like the dynamic of Twin Peaks is something I kind of like in the fact that like you've got one storyline where a woman thinks that she's uh, back in high school and she, and that's not even enough and right. she has super strength right right and everybody's cool with it everybody just lets that go and then we have another uh, storyline where we might have you know we have this really supernatural like we're not sure what's going on with this the supernatural beings and major Briggs is like coming back from uh, a weird space-time trip somewhere. Those seem to be like two different shows. Yeah. You know, but, but it's the same show. 
And and you're exactly right. And that's what's so interesting and compelling, I think, about this. And if we look at, um, you know, if we look at at um, David Lynch's like filmography, right, mm-hmm. and the stories he tells, this is not different from that kind of thing. This is yeah. just right in his wheelhouse and where he he likes to be. So the next episode is Checkmate, and we start with the stars. Yes, absolutely. Not only that, it's a it's a memory that we soon find out because it, we we see this symbol that comes flying towards us, mm-hmm. flames. Major Briggs is sitting in a chair, like a stone. Uh, like I wasn't sure. Yeah, some like some leaves. kind of There's chair, like trees but trees and leaves and full you in know, a forest of some yeah. sort, right? Yeah. Um, and so. I heard like lions roar and then all of a sudden I guess there's like this this giant this giant owl that comes out um that we kind of see do we see that well that's well he's telling his story like he's retelling his story as this is going on and uh we're hearing it we're not sure where he is but then once that once he starts talking about seeing a giant owl then it kind of pops back to this reality where he's talking to the sheriff and cooper I thought too, like we we now understand. I don't know what this means, but uh, Major Briggs's uh, his memories cannot be repressed. He said that's one of his abilities. Or He's something. got an ability where, like, it's not like he doesn't remember something. He remembers everything. He just yeah. can't access it. Okay. I think that's what he was like. Something is blocking him from seeing his me- or being able to access his memories in his yeah. brain. Um. He mentions Project Blue something. Do you Blue know Book. what he mentioned? What's it? Project Blue Book. That's Blue a UFO. Book. That's like the UFO, like in the. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna get the date wrong, but like, it was. He, he said it was disbanded in 1969, but yeah. in the 50s or whatever, in the early 60s, you know. So we talked about this before with UFOs, government. This in in yeah. real life, right? Government. But UFOs, okay, that's a thing. And then all of a sudden, we the government was like, hmm, that's not a good thing. Like, Roslin, uh, Roswell happened. Yeah. And um, it was released to the newspapers, and uh, they were like, wait a second. We don't want to release that information. And all of a sudden, that, that's what started Project Blue Book, which this was the undercover. Like, everything was kept hush-hush. So we find out that, uh, you know, Ma- Major Brig- Briggs is still doing this Project Blue Book. Right. And that while some of the Air Force looks into the deep space, however, with Twin Peaks, they're looking below the Earth. Right. And they're looking for the White Lodge. So that's pretty significant, I think, because the White Lodge keeps coming up. And, you know, that's something that's that's been um, talked about before. And so. Yeah, I think we're going to be learning more about the the White Lodge. Yeah, and there's this nice thing that happens where a sprinkler, just to remind us, mm-hmm. just to remind us a little bit, yeah. a drop from the sprinkler comes down and hits the picture. And again, it's just re- remembering what those sprinklers did and what they were about and what happened um, to keep us keep us connected to that. Yeah, because we haven't heard about Bob. We know Bob's out there, or at least we think. Um, yeah. We haven't heard much about Bob at all, or yeah. Mike, the one-armed man, Mike. And it was at that point where it was like he, the major came back with that symbol, that three-triangle symbol. Right? Did we have we seen that symbol before? 
I can't remember. I can't remember either. It looks to me like a radiation symbol. I'm yeah, sure it's not what it is, but um, yeah. Just so people, so our viewers know. Well, they're not viewers, but like so our uh, the, our listeners know right. what we're talking about, describing the symbol. Um, here's Ernie being Ernie. He's really nervous about this whole thing. He's going to yeah. wear a wire. He sweats uh, a lot. Yeah. He sweats a lot, man. He's a good character actor. He really is. He's his. I mean, he's nervous, man. And then yeah. uh, he, he, you know, he he gets he does it. But um, but it's not great. I mean, he's he's white knuckling it uh, this yeah. whole time. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and it, and it ends up not going it go, going poorly. The whole buy. I don't know yeah. if you want to get into that now, but like. Yeah, let's just get into it. I mean, yeah. here's here's the thing. This whole let's do the story arc. Yeah, this this uh, yeah, the stakeout goes bad, man. So the stakeout is to they're bringing uh you know, you know, Denise um uh, I don't even know how to say it. it's Denise it, it, uh, basically goes undercover as a man um and uh as the buyer for this for the cocaine. Uh, Ernie and Denise go to the house to this the the ranch the dead dog ranch or whatever it's called um and uh things happen i'm not exactly sure what happens but they find the wire well he's sweating the the problem is (laughs) ernie is sweating so much (laughs) that the wire starts catches on fire or like starts something happens yeah yeah (laughs) so so they find that out things go bad of course um cooper makes this decision that he's going to do an exchange. He's going to exchange hostage him. Exchange. Yeah. Hostage exchange. Because, you know, that's what that's what John wants. Right. John Renault wants Cooper. That's all he wants. Basically. So, yeah, yeah the hostage exchange goes, I guess, according to plan. Um, the state police come called in. So this is going on for a while. It's night now. And they keep moving different to different rooms. And John Renault kind of talks to Cooper and says, hey, man, here's the deal. Everything was cool until you got here. And, you know, we were doing our thing. Everybody was happy. You get here, and you change Twin Peaks completely. And my thought process is John's, you know, or uh, Jean-Luc's, not Jean-Luc, Jean Renault is like, hey, man, I get rid of you. I end this nightmare. Right. So that's what I'm going to do. I want things going back to normal. And it's it's so far it's fitting into this kind of theme of this like kind of like good luck, bad luck kind of thing that we've been seeing. Right. Where um, we have the black widow, um, Evelyn, uh, who is like, I'm unlucky. We have little Nick, little Nicky. Right. Who is like, is he evil? Is he unlucky? Right. Is he bad luck? Right. And now we have Cooper who is like, you know, you came here and now and you're bad luck. Right. So it's. It's the perspective on luck, right? Good luck to some people, right. bad luck to yeah. another person, right? Yeah. And so I like this idea that they're kind of like this theme of that they're playing with here. And we'll we'll see how that plays out. This is only two episodes where this kind of theme is starting. So we'll yeah. see how it plays out. But um, but uh, Harry actually comes up with a plan to uh, have Denise now back in uh not dressed up anymore so denise comes she, well she's she is, denise is still she, in costume but she, but it's she's yeah. costumed as a waitress from the double r 
with food, which I didn't. Did they ask for food? Like, why would you not be suspicious that food is kind? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know the. I don't know what may have happened before. Maybe they were. I mean, you're an this. expert of spit steakouts or not steakouts, but hostage negotiations or whatever. Am I, mean, I you're, an expert? In well, you're you at least probably have more information than I have. I I think about it, I what think it'd be technique. highly it would be highly unusual. You see this happen all the time where it's like they send people in like right. and they're not who they really are supposed to be and then they but I don't know. Like I don't know how it happened in the first place. Anyway, Denise comes in dressed as a waitress from the double R and she has a gun attached to her leg. Yes. And so she's like, she walks in somehow she knew where Cooper was going to be like on which side, which I'm not sure how she would. They did some, I mean, I'm sure they had binoculars. They were looking in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just don't walk into a place where you don't know how to walk out. Right. I mean, that's right. She, that's true. She comes, that's true. She comes in and she's got her food. She distracts by talking, I guess, to Jean. And then, um, Jean Renault is finally like, oh, wait, I think I recognize you, but it's too late. She's already lifted up her skirt enough that Cooper has seen the gun that's strapped to her leg. Cooper grabs the gun, shoots uh, Jean. Denise goes after the other dude, beats him up, and, uh, you know, a win for the good guys. Yeah. Everything worked out. Everything worked out. So um, we'll see. I'm hoping that's going to help Cooper and his, uh, you know, his his problems with the uh, – the cocaine, which is why he's out on leave. Right. I think this will clear. I mean, I got the impression that, and again, I haven't watched the episode after this, but I got the impression that everything's kind of like cleaned up after. Like it's pretty deep. I think they yeah. just were sick of the storyline, honestly. Well, we'll see why the storyline was important. Um, they, I guess maybe they need to get rid of Jacques because he maybe wasn't important in what they not, wanted. Not Jacques. John, not Jacques. John. Right. Jean. Yeah. Jean. Yeah. But they want to get rid of Jean. Uh, it get to give Ben pa- Ben and Hank more power. I mean, that's that's basically who. True, right, Hank. Right, Hank. Because as now soon as Jean, like again, like Jean wasn't just uh, Cooper's problem; it was Ben and Hank's problem as well. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we're looking at this closely, what happens after this is, um, we go back to Shelley. Who's yeah, like, but th- this is like yeah, that's 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 wild for yeah. sure. So, we, but, but what we need to but make that's sure the that, other person who is gaining power as somebody yeah. loses power, right? Who yeah. who else comes in to fill that void? Um, and I don't well, know how to, much he's filling this void, but he's certainly getting there. I believe. I mean, let's go to let's go to the Shelley Leo Bobby thing then, because uh, can can we? Because it, it was a little. Uh, freaky for you. I'm not sure if you actually did. You have your I'm eyes okay open for this? Or? I, no, I'm okay with it. Okay. I, I'm okay with it. I, it was it was pretty scary, but I was okay. I mean, what I think is interesting is we hadn't seen Shelly or Leo. I think in the entire last episode, Bobby comes back, and Shelly, of course, has her hands full, like feeding Leo. Leo is like, I don't think they take very good care of him. Like they can't even seem to feed him correctly, which well. <laughs> I don't know if that would be that hard. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean case, this is, this is, uh, listen, this is Donna, or not Donna, Shelly trying to, like, she she's not prepared for this. She has no training in this. It's it's not like uh, this is a, a baby. This is somebody who she does not want in her life. Yeah. It's and Bobby's idea. 
Was, and it was Bobby's idea. That, There's a lot of resentment it. here. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on um, with Shelly. She's not in a good place. Mm-hmm. And now she has to take care of this guy who beat her, who literally beat her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So maybe she doesn't want to feed him in a way that's uh, so great. I don't blame her for that. So she, so she immediately is yelling at Bobby as soon as, which is she should as soon as, as soon as Bobby gets in, he hasn't been doing anything. Shelly's like, "Hey, it's your turn." You know, I did this all through when you had football, and Bobby's now like, "Oh, well, now it's baseball, right?" So that's why I'm not home. And and then he says, "Hey, you know what? I got a better job. Like, I'm good. I'll see you later." And he leaves. He leaves, yeah. which we all kind of knew would happen, right? I yeah. mean, Shelly's gonna be. Shelly gets duped again, not duped, but maybe conned or like, I don't want to put, I don't want to victim blame, but like, again, she's in a situation where she gets abused by a, by a guy. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's her fault, but she, this dude led her to believe something was real when it was clearly not. Right. Um, and so she gets angry about it. Fast forward a bit. The next time we see um, Shelly, she's kind of watching TV. Oh, and by the way, the entire time that, that scene is happening when Bobby and Shelly are in the background. You can hear that soap, soap opera. opera. Yeah. yeah it's back. Which is, mm-hmm. So in any case, we've got, uh, you know, she's watching TV. It's, it's late at night. Uh, power starts going in and off or, or uh, out at night. You yeah. know what I mean? Like uh, kind of brownouts where it's kind of half off, half on. Yeah. You might, it seems like that might happen to you here soon in a bit. Like, yeah. I don't know. Cause you're getting a hurricane coming your way. Um, and we've got like things going in and out and lights are flickering and suddenly, you know, sets up an atmosphere where Shelly's kind of like here. I don't can't remember if she hears something or sees something, but she checks on Leo. She goes to check on Leo. Yeah. And in Leo's place in the bed where she would expect to see Leo is the weirdest looking robotic like clown. I think it's a wind up. Clown we, okay, toy, mechanical, mechanical clown, clown toy. Clown. Yeah, that's you this know how weird the, side. The symbols it, with the monkey. Yeah, that's always yeah. freaking weird. Yeah. Um, I it's think a this scary was just, size. Like it's not tiny, it's not super huge. It's like a medium size, which makes it like even weird. Like, why would you make a clown like kid size, like a mechanical clown kid? It, it, freaky, freaky. It really kind of an odd vision. Oh yeah, I see it now. It's it didn't have the symbols. It just had this thing spinning on its nose, and it was walking in a in it you know on its back that's all. yeah it's not not exactly um it's something you want to see no in a be- like in a ever bed. ever ever to be ever, fair. ever ever and next thing you know she is you know this is now the lights are going in and out a little bit more you know the atmosphere is, is getting a little more tense the music which we know is not the real music they're hearing it's no. some other music but still the music is playing she turns around and there is, uh, you know, by, lit up by lightning, maybe lightning or maybe it's just a light flash, is Leo. And he is now standing up. He's now clearly able to walk. He's looking at Shelly. And he is dressed poorly, but dressed as a clown. Well, <laughs> to be fair, he has like, I, I think it's like from the birthday that they gave him or the party that they threw him. He has a party hat on and he has cake all over his face he in a way like a clown. He, he looks, looks like, like a, a scary clown. clown yes he looks like a scary clown <laughs> yeah, right. so and that's where we ended like she screams like we don't know what's going on now right like who knows 
That's not how they end the episode. That's how they end that particular scene. Right. Definitely. Um, so before we get to the ending of the episode, there's a couple other things that like kind of are interesting that are really cool that kind of happened. One of them is, uh, let's go, on, uh, Ed and Norma, right? So Ed and Norma now, they're talking, and uh, Ed kind of secretly passes Don, uh, uh, Norma a note that says, hey, we have to talk. Norma then leaves and uh, tells Hank, hey, I'm going to go out. It's about trust, which we know, of course, Hank isn't going to trust her anyway. But she then leaves, and they meet for some reason at his house, which I think is a dumb place to meet. But in any case, they meet at Ed's house, and uh, they have a chat. The thing is, Ed never gets to say what he wants to talk about. Norma comes in, says, hey, I'm still in love with you. You're the only thing that I think about. You're the thing I think about at, at, when I go to bed at night. You know, you're you're my dude, man. Like you're you're my guy. And uh, and then she's like, well, what do you want to talk about, Ed? And Ed's like, you know, it can wait for later. Right. And, you know, they you know, they have some uh, romantic uh, times together. Then what's really odd is we don't actually know what actually happened, but there's a lot of kissy kissy. Then what happens is like next thing you know, there's a knock on Ed's door. He's got no problem. He kind of goes and opens the door. It's Donna. Donna is like looking for James, and because James hasn't been to school, right? Because remember, these people still go to school or supposed right. to go to school. James has, you know, he hasn't shown up for school. Donna's worried. Ed's like, oh, no problem. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> he just needs all his money. Like, I'm just, he's like, right. he, I just got, I've got all his money because James had asked him previously to give to get all his money from his savings account. I've got all his money that he ever has owned in his entire life. Everything that is his, I have in this envelope, but he's cool. He's fine. No, don't worry about it. Right. And Donna's like, Oh, I'll give it to him. Like they're going to meet at the bar. No, great idea. Yeah. So, uh, so it's like, yeah, here it is. And like the door shuts and then, and then, um, Norma comes up. Like Norma's clearly there. Why would, if you're Ed, why yeah, do you open the door? It, well, I mean, I guess she had nothing. To, I, why? I mean, Norma can't come over. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I guess. I guess. He, the the tricky part was Norma leaves, and yeah. suddenly Hank is there. Like it seemed that time was a little uh, off in that point. I agree well, with you in there. It seemed that. Well, how did you not notice all these people in the yeah. same place at the same time? Yeah, like, like Hank is yeah Hank is there. So Norma leaves. Hank is there. Like Hank, literally, he closes the door. He turns around, and Hank is standing right yeah. there. Like, well, how did that happen? Not even, not it's not even that. So then, you know, um, uh, Hank throws a couple punches. A few punches knocks Ed. I'm only assuming he's able to beat up Ned because Ed wasn't prepared for it. Like it was, yeah. he was still in shock, right? But then, um, uh, Nadine comes in. Like from from cheerleader practice, right. so near Nadine's a cheerleader and a wrestler. I don't know, but she comes in from cheerleader practice. How'd she not see Norma walking out the door? Yeah, like, but, you know, the, but again, like that's the thing. Like I don't think Norma is the problem. You're focused on Norma. I think people can come <laughs> in and go. That's Ed's house. Like Norma can come in and go. That's not a problem. It's the fact that Hank was there at the same time Norma was there okay. when she walked out the door. I mean. I'm looking at the. There's no place to hide in their house. No, it was. He, there's he no was place there. to hide. Yeah. He was there. Anyway, Nadine comes in. Nadine sees 
Ed getting beat up. We don't know what the relationship between Nadine and Ned is really, because Nadine is really about Mike. Right? Yeah, so, I mean, and like, I mean, Mike was before this scene. Like, oh, this yeah. is where Nadine was. She was at the double R with Mike, and right. she, that was a good scene. And Mike was like, "Hey, listen, man." Mike was really mean to her. To be fair, like he was mean, but it's still it was. I, but I, she I was can like, see how frustrated Mike is. Mike is, has a grown woman hitting on him that he thinks that, that everybody's just cool with being like yeah no don't worry about it she thinks she's a she actually thinks she's a teenager so be cool with it and mike's like i'm not cool with this like right. she's like really hitting on me constantly it's a grown woman like how am i supposed to feel about this and everybody's just like just run with it just and and, and, be, and to be fair beating him up he's she's much stronger than mike and she yeah. uses that to her advantage yeah it's an so, abusive relationship, to be yes, fair. Right. Like, I right. mean, let's. I mean, we've and seen a lot cool of. It. Yeah, we've seen a lot of abusive relationships. This is getting to be abusive. Because Nadine's not taking no for an answer. No, and she's she can't even. I don't think she. I don't think she even is registering what Mike is saying at this point. This is what I'm saying. This is like the there's a responsibility of this this woman who clearly has uh, some. Um, some issue that needs to be helped yes. like clearly just allowing her to be a, a pretend or not pretend but like in this delusion that she is this disassociated state that she is a high school student yes is causing grief and problems for everybody else for a lot of other people and everybody's just like cool with it and mike is like hey i'm not cool with it i'm being like i'm being abused in a not even in a way like he's physically being abused and I can't get away from this woman. And everybody's just telling me, like, it's cool. It's not cool. It's not right. cool. Well, they're prioritizing what they feel is the correct treatment I, for I Nadine. They're prioritizing that over Mike. And Is it I, working, though? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. We, haven't, I don't. I, we haven't seen Dr. Jacoby to tell us yet. That's true. He's, he's in Hawaii right now. Well, he came back. I think he's back because he was, he was in a couple episodes ago. Well, I, I I think he needs to get on the stick because it's not working. I think it's not working. Yeah. Anyway, Mike Mike is Mike is in a bad shape. Nadine comes home from practice, sees Ed getting beat up, takes it to Hank, who we know is a good fighter, right? We right. know Hank Hank can like hold his own. Nadine just like wastes him, like yeah. in a, like a couple of punch, like throws him across the room, throws him through the a bookcase or like a. I well, mean, her tchotchke like, case. It, it's, chop, it puts yeah. her tchotchkes in there. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of where we end up. We don't know exactly what happened as an aftermath, but, like, she seems to care about Ed, too. So we don't know what's going on. Yeah, and again, like, she talked about that. Like, why can't I see both of them? And to be fair, Ed wants to stay inside and act like my dad, and I want to have some fun with Mike. Like, I'm a kid, you know? I just believe that. So that's... um. That's where we are. And Ed, I think, is. <sighs> Ed's, I don't know where. I don't know what's Ed. I don't know I, what I'm Ed wondering what Ed was actually going to. Like, you, you wonder what Ed was actually going to talk to. Nadine yes, about. well, that's the big thing. Not Nadine, but but uh, Norma about. Right. Well, um, we cut cut to. After that, we cut to a waterfall, which is, you know, where we always do. A um, couple stoplights, too, in this episode. Yes. Yeah. So we see. Um, Again, Ben is really uh, getting into his role as a, uh, I forget who he believes he is in Gettysburg. 
one of the generals, one of the, the Confederate generals. But he's kind of psyched because he's again, like we're talking about, it, like he thinks he's winning this war. They, yeah, they just beat. Ba- he just beat back Chamberlain's. Uh, he took the hill, which I don't think actually happened. That's Gettysburg. what I'm saying. I think he has a revisionist yeah. history here. Yeah, I think um, so too. Because Chamberlain, I think, kept that hill with the swinging gate maneuver. Like that was the whole thing. That was like his thing. There's swinging gate. And it took it took the general like it, that. That's what kind of like turned the tide of the war. Well, I don't know. Who knows? I'm not an expert. At, I, uh, that's never stopped me from saying anything else. Before, I know, but, but I, <laughs> I, I totally believe you. The swinging gate, of course, it was the swinging <laughs> gate. Everybody knows it was the swinging gate. Um, anyway, they're trying to get Jerry here because obviously we need Jerry to come and talk to his brother, to mm-hmm. see what's going on. And, and Catherine comes too. Catherine comes to visit. That's right. This whole this whole thing and um, seems not to care. Like she wanted to come and gloat. She says that right yes. off the bat, and uh, she kind of says, "Hey, you know, maybe we just want to kind of get back together." And it seems like they may be getting back together. Now we know that this is going to be an impossibility because we've already seen uh, what's his face. Uh, Who's, who we thought was dead in the very beginning, not be dead. Now I can't remember. Um, oh who we gosh. thought was dead was not dead? Hold on. It's the the boat accident. The guy who... Uh, oh, right, 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 right. Um, well, Josie's... Oh, uh, Andrew. Andrew Packer. Yeah. So, and we know Catherine has a thing with Andrew Packer. No, Josie has a thing with Andrew Packer. Catherine doesn't know anything about no, no, I'm pretty sure Catherine and Andrew Packer, they conspired to have him die. Isn't that right? I think it was Josie. I'm gonna have to look at the end of uh, that was the that was the very I'm, end of episode eleven. And I thought Catherine was there as as Andrew Packer comes back, basically from the dead. I I think that was Josie. I think Josie thinks Andrew Packard is dead. I think no. I think this is a whole. Great. Now I'm gonna have to. Now I'm gonna have to figure this out. Why do, do you I have? Ha- I don't have anything about episode eleven in my notebook for some reason. I go from episode ten to episode twelve. I don't know the what missing happened. Epi- the missing it's episode. The missing episode. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in my mind, Catherine is with Andrew Packard, and they are conspiring in to do something. I'm going to have to go back to look at it in episode. I thought it was Josie. No, I think Josie. I don't know. But well, I mean, why would Josie agree? Oh, wait, to here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Josie I'm not leaves. Often right, but, yeah. Josie leaves. As like, she's like, now you're a maid. Josie leaves. And then, uh, yes, he comes out. Okay. I see. So, yeah. I mean, Catherine is. No wonder Catherine's of, on her high horse. She's yeah, got, she's got she's, a lot of irons in the fire right now. You know but, what I mean? Yeah, and she's in control of, or at least she believes she's in control of most of it. Everything's coming up, Catherine. Yeah. Which is good. It's good to see a powerful woman. I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying that. That's, well, I mean, she's the one that's. I mean, we could talk about powerful women, but still, it, it I, seems I that Andrew Packer. The fact that she has a lot of power right now. Like, I mean. Yeah, like, but I think she is also well. Okay. Oh, you think Andrew is actually the one? Yeah, I mean, Andrew Packett seems like he's behind everything. I 
as usual, there's somebody behind. You didn't even remember Andrew Packer just like two seconds ago. I remembered Andrew Packer. I just did. I thought it was Andrew Packer and Josie. Okay. Yeah, no, Josie's out of out of luck, man. She's like, uh, she's adrift, and 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 Harry is kind of, I think, upset. But Harry doesn't seem to doesn't know what to do about this whole thing. Because Harry came in and was gonna, and was basically like, "Hey, come with me," like you're saying with me. And she's and Josie's like, "No, I've got to do this." Yeah, because I mean, she's being blackmailed essentially. That's yeah. why she has to do it, and she can't tell Hank, I and mean, I can't tell Harry because Harry's the chief police. I mean, what's she being? But I see this is my problem. What's she being blackmailed with again? That what's her, what? I believe. This is what I, I don't know. To be honest with you, it's been so long. And I, clearly I thought, but I believe the thing was, and maybe this is why I thought, I thought Josie, Josie um, tr- killed her husband. Like Josie and whoever Josie was working with, I forget that whole thing. They, the mob, yeah. They conspired to kill Andrew Packard. And I believe yes. they thought that they did. So Aunt, yeah. so Catherine was like, hey, I know that you tried to kill your husband and well, okay. not tried, but did kill your husband. Right. And so right, right. you can't say anything about that. And then Josie's like, OK, you're right. I'll be your maid because that's okay. what 1990 was about. And then they then they then that's when Andrew Packard came out and then talked to Catherine and said, hey. OK, everything's fallen into place. OK, well, I. So, all right, so all right, let's get let's let, let's hit. Oh, geez, it's everything's so complicated. Um, let's let's get let's hit. I want to hit two things before we get to the very end. Go for it. And I know we're I know we're short on time, or I don't know how much time we've been going, but probably longer than we normally do. Anyway, we've got Andy and Dick, who are teaming up to uh, infiltrate this the uh, Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, it's investigation ridiculous. here. They they want to get into the boys' home to find the sealed records because apparently the records are sealed for little Nikki to see what's going on. They find the records, but at the same time, a, a potential party, like parents come in and they've got to deal with that. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. That's I mean that's that's, that's all you need to say. That's that's, that's all that's ridiculous. The, yeah, the whole thing is just absolutely. And then the other thing that's going on is we have. Um, uh, James. I, so James and this woman who I'm thinking is super boring because I'm always thinking anything that have to do with James is boring. Yes. James James fixes the car, right? right. With what do you, it, you can imagine where it goes uh, from there, he fixes the car. Right. So in any case, so he fixes the car. He fixes the car and um uh you know, and then we find out what's weird is that it, you know, then there's a relationship. I'm assuming some sort of sexual relationship. A kind of a good scene where they have like the shadow of the woman who like, no one can remember her name. Yep. The shadow of the woman. So that's a good reveal. She leaves James sleeping in bed. She walks out of the door, and who does she see? Her brother. And no one can see this, but I'm putting it in quotes. Yeah. Her that's brother. Yeah. And so uh, she sees. Uh, she has a conversation with her brother about James kind of nefar- nefarious in the way it's like nefarious i guess in the way it's like hey this is a like every, we've got him now like right kind of we, he's in our our trap or, or right. whatever yes and then they start like making out so we know that clearly although this is you know 
David Lynch, we don't actually know, but we can guess that they, they are not actually brother and sister. Yes. Well, especially so that, at the end. So we have, I mean, isn't that the last shot? What's the last shot? I thought that was the last shot. No, the last off. shot is the chest oh, thing, Oh, right, right, dude. the chest thing, yeah. Come on. F- sorry, I, well, I felt like a last shot where they drive, like he drives. He, she, he, anyway. So I'm on the wrong episode. I don't even know where I am anymore. So in any case, so he, so the the issue then is like okay, we know something's going down with James, which we kind of did. Like it may be this like trap situation. We have no idea what they're going to do with James, but that's kind. Now I'm kind of interested. They've at least done that for me. They've taken somebody who I cared nothing about. This really because he's so emo. He's so emo. Well, that's the thing. That's what got. That's what got me here because he's still complaining about Laura. He's still talking about how. Like Laura was the Laura this and Laura that, and I'm like, well, uh, what about Don? Like Donna has disappeared essentially. Like Donna is like is hardly even in these episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he's gonna. It's just like oh, James, dude. Like, why are you? I know it's it's not great. And then, um, and so so now I'm interested in James. There was an interesting scene where James. This I thought this was funny, and this goes to like the whole like. I don't know. James and the woman, they're having like champagne on the, the, sh- the like the uh, by the car because he fixes the car and he wants to have champagne. And like he is acting in his defense, he's acting more like an act like if this was like a movie or a dramatic role. And the woman who's who's opposite him is acting probably more appropriately as a say uh, as a like a as a soap opera actor. Like she's like. You can, and there's just a dynamic that I thought was interesting yeah. in that particular scene. Yeah, and there's a nice. I mean, they do a nice tracking shot. They pull, uh, you know, they pull back from that, and a nice dolly. Yeah, it's, nice. it's shaky. It's though. not tracking. Like, well, it's super shaky. I, I mean, it was shaky, but it looks like. It looks like the ground was shaky. I don't. They, you can't really put, track down for that because you would see it as you, you it, yeah. as you roll back. So. Um, Hey, don't you have a steady cam though? Can't the steady cam? Well, you can actually. I'm just looking at it now. You can actually see the dolly wheels in the rain, in the wetness there. Um, okay. So you can do a lot of things, but like, uh, you know. It was shaky. I'm not, look, I'm not. I'm not arguing here, right? It's Twin Peaks. I don't care. It, there might be meaning in the shakiness, for all I know. Um, so, and he, let's get to the main point here. We've got a situation where everybody's back at the police station. Everybody, meaning Cooper and. Uh, Harry and Hawk is there and Lucy and Lucy's explaining how there was some sort of fire, a couple fires, like the lights went out. There's generators. There's some sort of there's something happening here. Right. And Hawk is like, it's this not right. It's not like normal. Cooper goes in, goes into, I think. Harry's office, although it could be some other office. And we see. A dead person. A dead person. Uh, in a chair. We don't know who this is. They both say, both Cooper and uh, Harry are like, I don't know who this person is. Right. In front of that person is a chessboard. Yes. With the dead person's hand pointing to basically a chess, like a, a move. Right. Position. Yes. And so we now know that this, and there's a, I don't know what else, there's a lot of other symbolism, I guess, that's happening that I'm Well, there's like a, there's a deer, there's head, a deer head, right? Like, we, we, you know, the deer, deer heads have been like all over the place in this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's there. Um, it looks like the guy's mouth is taped up. He looks dirty. Um, so I don't know, but we'll, I don't, and I didn't recognize, did you recognize him? I haven't seen no, him. No, I, I was, he's got like, listen, I just pulled it up. 
He's okay. his glass is one of his glasses, um, eyeglass. I guess they're glasses. The glass and the eyeglasses. One side yeah, is broken, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. The the one side looks like he can't. His eye is um, it's cloudy. Cloudy. Yeah. Cloudy. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's taped up with some blood, uh, and he, he there looks like there's tons of like mud on him. Um, so, it's, but it's a it's a interesting scene to to leave us on because it it means that Cooper's partner. Um, who I now can't remember his name. Wyndham Earl. Win- yes, Wyndham. Uh, he is obviously out. We know that he escaped, so we know he's around. And uh, it's that's now I'm interested, man. They draw, he's there. They I mean, me he's there. In. I mean, he, it's yeah. it, there were just like letters being sent, but this is yeah. a whole scene that was set up. So yeah. Um, yeah. So. I mean, I, I will say that the purpose of this, ep- if the purpose for these two episodes was to bring me back, they brought me back. I'm yeah. interested, in, at least in some of the plots. I'm not really, the whole Nadine thing, again, I just, I'm not interested in. Well, it's, it'll be interesting to see, I guess, where that goes. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, we got we got some things going on that I think are interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there's enough that I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be interested in your feelings about James. Uh, it seems that you are finally I mean, uh, turning... Uh, the corner with James. I mean, I'm just interested. I don't know if I like him, but I'm interested in at least the plot line. All right. His plot line has always been the most boring. And Donna, too. Now they now Donna's not even doing anything. Well, we'll see. So. All right. Well, that's the shot cast for this week. I'm Brady. I'm Brian. Hold fast. <laughs>